this week is our very special 50th episode of Bumblebub Podcast, so join us for some fan-submitted questions and three tales of old-timey serial killers. It's a marathon, not a sprint, BB. I know. You got any beer or anything, though? I counteract that. It's episode oh, yes. 50. Got to give the people what they want. Is that what they want? I was going to say, I, I think they I want you to you... be healed of alcoholism. <laughs> I knew you couldn't be sober for three weeks. It's blasphemous. Uh, yeah, it's not only 50th episode, but I'm getting a raise. He's so getting a raise. I'm celebrating. Now he's gonna Whoa. get he's gonna get however much of a raise it is, he's gonna buy that much better beer. So he's nowhere <laughs> he hasn't improved in life except for beer. When your money goes up, yeah. your quality of beer goes yeah, up. So that's just how she goes. <laughs> Way the road bubbles. No, I'll still drink hams. Well, we got a long boy, Jordan, so you're probably gonna be wasted by the end of this. No, I have to not drink a ton because I have to go out tonight with Kyle. Okay, I thought you were going to say Uber, and I was going to be like, Jordan, we have to cut this again, because you're just such an asshole. So you're just pre-gaming to then get wasted with Kyle? No, I'm not even planning on getting wasted. I think I'm just going to have like one or two beers out with him. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens on the Instagram stories at 2 in the morning tonight. Kyle is your guitarist. guitarist. He just turned 21 on Thursday. That's right. Young man had X's all over his hands when we saw him play. Yep. Gotcha. How is that possible? He's hanging out with like 30-year-olds. That is weird. The metal scene... Mm. Is fun. Pedophilic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love taking young boys with a guitar in our pants. Certainly. <laughs> no, that's more the hardcore scene. Apparently, there's a real problem with like 25 year olds dating to like fucking 16 year old yeah. girls. Definitely, because those are the ones that are super into it. Yeah. And they're fucking horny. Like some chick I know, her ex boyfriend. Apparently cheated on her with like a fucking sixteen or seventeen yeah. year old, and I'm he's like twenty six. Those little scenester chicks are just insane. Yeah, they're cute, but you shouldn't be sleeping with them yeah. if you're an old when older you're, gentleman. Yes, when you're like a a regularly fully developed person. Yeah, well, all this reminds me of like all the crime and sports that I listen to. All them athletes, like the girls, the young girls, they always end up sleeping with and then getting statutory rape and all this. It's like. So you think gross. you'd be smarter than that. It's yeah. just gross. Like it what's is a, gross. What's attractive about that? Nothing. They don't know anything. <laughs> They're stupid. You think they would know at least <laughs> the age of somebody. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it like Yarmir Yager. Yeah. Rail a 19-year-old model. And then she, she takes tried- a picture of you sleeping in bed next to her, and she's like... Oh, give me this much money or I'm going to release this. And he's like, I'm 45 and a hockey player and you have a boyfriend. Go ahead and release it. I don't care. And not only that, but you're, I'm your I'm your boyfriend's favorite player. So yeah. all you'll do is just break his heart. <laughs> Blackmail doesn't always work out for him. No, it? man. Sometimes people don't give no flips. You know what? If you were really famous, that has to be... 
just awful. Everyone's out to get you. Mm-hmm. That's what it always sounds like. People are always out to like do you over just mm. to get some money. Yeah. It's like, how can you even have a normal life? You can't trust anybody. No. Live as a hermit in the mountains. That's it. Like That's if we you. if we get rich, we pretty much can't hang out with Jordan because he's gonna yeah. be pulling cons on us left and right. Oh yeah, because <laughs> if we get rich, you know what's gonna happen. He's going to find some hidden monk beer that's like way <laughs> fucking expensive, and then he he's will gonna... spend all his money and need our money. Yeah, guys, I found the Hams Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing with athletes and rich people. There's always people saying they have a nice investment for them. They're ready to get scammed. Oh yeah, yeah, and Jordan. Jordan is the prime man for that. Be like, you know what? You sit on this monk beer for a few years. You flip it. It'll be worth millions. You just have to give us all your money now. Are you talking about our? Are you talking shit about our CFO, Jordan? <laughs> is he a financial officer? No, I think he'd be the treasurer. <laughs> yeah, well, what are we? Uh, are we a Masonic temple or are we? Uh, are we I don't, I don't MC like, or what? I don't like corporate structures. So let's go back to the old school. All right. All well, right. Let's just be an MC then. No, All right, no. I'm the master of coin. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to be broke constantly. We'll be in... Uh, Adam we'll... is the king. Cody is hand of the king. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that. This is great. I love this idea already. Hey, did you guys watch Can I watch pull the... double duty and be grandmeister as well? Oh, yeah. But only if you keep... You never trim that disgusting beard again. <laughs> you kind of look like a mesta with that oh, fucking yeah. gross thing. Oh, yeah. We just need to get you a chain. What are you going to say now? Yeah, speaking of Game of Thrones, did you guys watch the trailer? Yep. I haven't... E- I've seen, like, part of it. Does I'm it give away anything? It. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I don't want it. You're that amped No, up it actually... Course. It doesn't give away anything that you don't already know is going to happen. I don't want it anyway. I don't. I want feel it. like you did this last season too. I did. I do it every season. I don't watch next time on Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't watch any of that shit. It's going to be a depressing time when that show is over. <sighs> yep. Because it's going to be about a month from now, a little longer, and what is it? Six episodes. But they're all going to be like feature length, like ninety minutes plus. Okay. My friend Nick likes to come over and we watch it together and then get really mad when it leaves off on a cliffhanger. Sure. That's how it does every week. Mm. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fun while it's going. And no commercials. No commercials yeah. is amazing. That is fantastic. And that's the goddamn, that's the last decade of my life. That's commercials? The clo- no, that show. That's going to be like the closing so of a So have you watched it since like day one? Not day one, no. But after the end of the first season, Frank was like, man... You gotta check. You gotta check this. And then yeah. I fell asleep like forty <laughs> times while getting drunk trying to watch it. And then finally, whew, I gave it the old, uh, the old thing. And the episode that really got me was when old boy got his uh, Viserys got his crown of gold. Ah, oh, I love yeah. that part. God, I love that part. You know what? Do you guys? I this reminds me because I was watching Gremlins before you guys came over. Your classic sure. movie. Why not? And I find. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but I find certain death scenes merit a laugh. And I think that guy dying is worth cheering. Um, There's a part... Have you seen Gremlins, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know when he he rewires the old lady's little stair thing and she goes shooting out the window? (laughs) I couldn't quit fucking laughing. (laughs) That's funny. That is amazing. Why were... Is that on Fangoria or whatever? Uh, No, it's on Shudder. Shudder. That's what I meant. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. I feel really weird about because Gizmo's so cute, and I feel like he's getting picked on. I don't like it. 
It really bothers me. He's kind of a murderous <laughs> cunt, though. Well, it wasn't his fault. It was his offspring. He's like fault. the original Stitch. Yeah! From Lilo and Stitch? No, yeah. from Stitch Jones and the Fuck Face Adventure. <laughs> of course, Lilo and Stitch, you asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but he wasn't a bad guy. He was just stupid. Who? Stitch? Stitch was like an Stitch all is a genius. alien genius. The little blue thing with six legs? Have you seen the fucking... Yeah. No. A long time ago. Okay, then just shush. <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the 50th episode. Ooh, we made Sorry. it. 50 years in the business, boys. Yeah, long it's time. It's been a while. It's How's crazy it that we're all an average age of about 30 years old and we've been here 50 years already. <laughs> we've been doing, we've been living hard. <laughs> living hard and living hard. Yep. Uh, we're skating fast and eating ass. The only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam, the 50th award-winning president of the world. This is the 50th time you've said this now. I think so. And it changes every week. It does. Sitting across from me, uh, the newest addition to the podcast, Jordan. Hi. How's it feel? It feels good. To be here with us today. Feels good, man. It's raining good. outside, buddy, isn't it? It is raining. Uh, a little better than snow, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's could be coming. I know. That's Hopefully a could not. be coming. Hopefully not. Jordan, how was your week? My week was pretty fantastic. What did you do? Uh, Give me a highlight. Give me a... <laughs> here's what I want first. Monday through Wednesday. Give me the highlight Monday through Wednesday. Uh, highlight Monday through Wednesday. We had no work on Monday because of the cold and the wind. Okay, That's good. I'm jealous. All right. Thursday through today. Uh, found out last night that you boys getting a raise. Oh, oh my goodness! And the sober streak is over as of right now. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. It's good. Celebrate to the raise. Celebrate the fiftieth anniversary. He's got a lot to be happy about. So good. It's so good. Uh, next to my raisely little boy is Cody. How are you? I'm doing good. I didn't get a raise. No, no, no. And my week, my work week wasn't happy like Jordan's either. No, you, uh, you spent some time hitting the ice with a, uh, sledgehammer. Yeah, that was really fun, actually. <laughs> After I went home, you sent me a video of that. And then I yep. sent, yeah, I sent a secret, uh, video of our friend hitting it and taking out oh, all we his... we could say who he is. He's <laughs> okay, Brad. We talk about Brad all the time. <laughs> I thought out... you were... When I first saw it, I thought it was the uh, man who cheats at bingo. Uh, no, he is in the Sin City. Ah. Is where mm. he is. Do you think you'd ever see that guy, like, doing Busting physical ice? labor? No. no absolutely no. not. No. I'm surprised you couldn't tell. I could just see the anger and depression shooting out of the sledgehammer onto the ice. <laughs> I figured that's how you guys knew it was Brad. That's was he in a way better mood after he was done? He had to get some out because he, he he's been gymless for so long now. He needs a home. I know. He needs a home. But uh, I don't think there's many CrossFit-esque gyms he, that's like That's not he even wants. what he wants. He wants a powerlifting gym. He just doesn't know how to, to, to find one, even though I told him. We we showed him. We watched the promotional video for the Burnsville one. What's it called? Yeah, Southside Athletic. It's super cringy to watch the preview, yeah. the promo for it. And yeah. then we, like, I actually went there for a while. It is a fucking great gym. Do you know Mark K? I think that's his name. He's on the uh, the leaderboards on there. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, so they have like the female males like 
uh, benching, squatting, yeah. all that. The bully club. And Mark is like way above everybody on there. <laughs> they should put just a little thing about, they should do all they can do and then basically how many milligrams of steroids they're injecting oh, come in there. come <laughs> on. They're all natural. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Dude. I could see him squatting and then the syringes are just falling out of his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what was his name? <laughs> I don't know. What was that dude's name? Richard Piano. Mm. Rich Piana. Yeah. <laughs> Where he was like Doctor Doctor Ranch on Pizza. <laughs> Fucking funny. That was a good video where he was like, I don't even do steroids right now. <laughs> then it like falls out of his pocket. He's <laughs> like, that's my EpiPen. If you that guy, I think he squatted was it he benched or squatted eight hundred pounds. Fuck. Who, Rich Piana or Mark? No, Mark. Whoever Mark is at the Burnsville Tough Guy Gym, uh, Tough Guy Gym, he if he's not on roids or something, I don't right, think man. he's just eating potatoes every day. Well, I, nobody would recommend <laughs> that anyway. But he's no, not just eating. Bacon. The owners of that gym actually have a very big like moral no issue with roids. steroids because like all of the people that train for powerlifting in there compete and get tested. So I'm gonna like, send you. All... I'm gonna send you a picture of the board. And you explain to me why everyone's in like the five to six hundred range. Then here's Mark in hey, the eight hundred hey, range. Hey, are you USADA right now? <laughs> no. Why? Why you gotta they, blow up Mark K's? They spot also right host now. like the U.S. Powerlifting Association meets like three times a year. So, well, you don't want. All right, damn it. Then it. I'm He's not saying freak. anything about the gym. I'm just talking about Mark. Let Mark be a freak. Yeah. You know, okay. Mark Some people are racist. just naturally strong. Look at like fucking Eddie dickhead. Hall and Thor Bjornsson. They don't do steroids and they can lift that much. Can you prove that? I'll do some research. <laughs> you going to search their whole body for track marks? Is that what you're going to do, Jordan? Look around Jeremy. He's not on roids. Okay. Is HGH considered a steroid? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is a performance enhancing drug. All right. I don't know. There's something with Mark. Maybe he right. he had like the Captain America Maybe he just serum. trains harder and eats more and, and better than everybody else. Animal. And has better genetics. He has the best chicken breast and baked potatoes in America. Why is it baked potatoes with you? Because that's what I heard. They eat baked potatoes every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's Remember right. Remember they like, did, put yeah. them in the freezer and yeah. then keep snacking on them? <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Disgusting. Ew. I was wondering, like, how how did your hatred of the Irish turn into bodybuilders? <laughs> you're just, the, not, you are right. Not too many ginger freckled bodybuilders out there. Not, no, they're a weak, <laughs> a weak day walking people. Yeah, you hear that, Craig? You know you what, that, Craig? I've tried to convince Bradley, Jordan. You got to try to convince him. I guess um, he doesn't value my opinion, which he shouldn't. Obviously, uh, he trusts Adam. But I don't even know if he's powerful enough to talk him into that. I mean, I try every day. Yeah. I try every day. But Brad, uh, he doesn't listen. I mean, I'm the one who got him to go to the gym in the first place. It's a monster I created, so it's a monster I have to control. (laughs) There you go. Invite him out for a beer. He's my Frankenstein's monster. You know what would help maybe if you, instead of going home going to bed every day, you went to the gym with him, it would solve all the problem. Yeah. Yeah. My work is enough of going to the gym my work is a gym okay here we go gentlemen uh let us not get distracted nope this is episode 50 so i will ask a question since we're already on the subject okay mental health is a huge recurring topic on this show yes some could say 
Cody had bugged me for a few months mm. to go see a doctor before I actually did. Uh, cause you were on it for like what, six months or something before that? Yeah, something like that. And you're like, yeah, that's real good. Mm-hmm. And uh, now our job is to <laughs> bug Jordan and Brad to go get mental health. Okay. Help. The second person is an impenetrable fortress. Yeah. That but we've Jordan, we've been like softening him up a little bit. He'll probably say his work is a therapist. Is, is your a- work a therapist? No. No, it's not. Oh. See, we tried to trick Brad by saying. <laughs> You go to doctor, what's your doctor's name? Dr. Tay. Tez. Tez. And yeah. she does a mental jujitsu yeah. therapy session. We tried to trick him into it. It was a gym, but it was it didn't work. Well, outside of pursuing treatment or medical help or whatever, has doing this show or just having something to do every week, mm. uh, has that helped you establish any other healthy behaviors or habits in the last year? Well, I think it helps you become more ambitious and help you definitely not, for myself, procrastinate quite as bad. Mm. But there's like a fine line I've learned that you got to you gotta do like chunks, okay? I did it where I went way too far and then I had to come crashing down because yep. I got way too burnt out. Yep. But it, it's just, I've just kind of chip away at it slowly. Like, you know, spend an hour or two every night working on something. Just go until like... You're tired of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore right mm-hmm. now. Because then you're, it's going to suffer and show in the episode anyway if you, right. if you're burned out while collecting the yeah. info. J-Dog, what do you have? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely been good, like, having this to look forward to and whatnot. And, I don't know, it's kind of helped me with talking to people a little more, like, online and stuff. Certainly. Mm-hmm. I've like, got another cue about yeah. that, so continue talking. But, yeah, I don't know, and, yeah, it's, it gives me something to focus on besides, like, just going home and doing nothing. It's like, okay, well, let's think about a topic or research or this, that, the other thing. I don't know, it's just been a nice activity. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a hobby. Definitely. That's what I say. For the better part of a decade, I would say, I was pretty reclusive mm-hmm. and didn't really talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like... Now you're a fucking social media butterfly. That's here. the thing, man. <laughs> These people, they're like, I just figured for most of the time it would be easier to just not talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then they they can't kill you. <laughs> then you can't. They can't backstab you exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's uh, it's all right to talk to people. There's I've talked to so many goddamn good people. <laughs> yeah, and the list is long oh, of yeah. our little network. Mm. I guess. Totally agree. We got a lot of great people. All mm. of you know who you are exactly. And I wouldn't be doing this at all. I would be saying, let's pack it up if uh, if we didn't have them. So that's good. I agree. Do you think this podcast has helped you communicate with strangers better? Yeah, I do, actually. Oh, yeah. I do. Jordan I, already said that. I was going to say, I believe I already answered this. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so obviously us talking amongst each other is pretty second nature really but uh like say when we especially when we communicated with like other podcasts especially like creeper real talking to them Mm. because basically we were talking to strangers that we've never talked to in person no not in person but you know like voice to voice until the first creep your butts 
Right. Just Instagram them. And then, like, people in public, uh, strangers are more apt to talk to them, Mm. things like that. Uh, I guess be a normal human. Yeah. (laughs) Like, stopping being a robot and Mm. being able to be, like, navigate social situations just through experience, I guess. So, the lesson is, if you are very socially awkward and a bit of an introvert, start a podcast and then... Talking becomes a little easier. Then you easier. kind of have to start yeah. talking to people. <laughs> it's the name. I of mean, the game. I'm still not great at no. it, but we'll get there. Once you get introductions down, Jordan, then we can start to build yeah, off of that. Exactly. Honestly, that's what you're missing right now. <laughs> and once we get past that square one, Jordan, I swear you're taking off. Uh, I've got a lot more of these written down, but I think we should get into our first case, Cody. Uh, actually, what I want you to do is introduce. The concept of this show okay. and what we're going to be doing okay. on this episode, and then we'll get right into that first moiter. Okay, so basically for episode fifty, for those who um, remember our Christmas episode, we basically are going to be talking about three separate serial killers, um, and in between we'll be doing questions and between the bumble esque. Um, conversations, more or less. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that I picked these serial killers in particular was because they're very interesting, but they're not. There's not enough information to warrant a full episode for for them by themselves. Perfect. So we've kind of collected them all, and we're gonna just wedge them all into here. Let's just make it rain up in this audio file. Like we said, we have the first guy is kind of short. Second one's kind of a medium story, and the last guy's a long story. He's got a big dick. He's got the most information, anyway. The most dick. All right, let's <laughs> once do you, it. Once thing. you hear him, I don't think you're going to think he even has a dick, but anyway. Check out this dope-ass <laughs> transition music while we go to the first story. Let's do our first killer here. Yay! His, his name, Joseph Briggan. He's a real Briggan, that <laughs> son of a Joseph. <laughs> I wouldn't trust anybody named Joseph Briggan, sorry. I just don't trust anybody named Joseph. <laughs> Briggans are, are bad, I think. Sounds I pretty think Irish. So. I think I see where Cody's coming <laughs> from. Before he achieved lasting infamy as a mass murderer... Joseph Brigham's singular claim to fame in Sierra Morena, California, was the quality of his prized Berkshire hogs. Oh, <laughs> don't pay much. I was almost but gonna, it's honest work. <laughs> I wanted to almost do it like a southern man, like hogs. His Berkshire hogs. Why didn't you? <laughs> I should. Not a year went by where Brigham's hogs didn't walk away with top prizes at the state fair in Sacramento. Mm, that a boy. <laughs> Blue ribbon hog. And when envious competitors inquired about the secret to his success, 
he'd always provide them with the same enigmatic answer. Human. It's all in the feeding. Mm. He'd say with a mischievous glint in his eye. Brigham was born in Northern California in 1850, the product of farming stock. Following in Brigham's tradition, he took over the family spread upon his father's death. But the land was far from fertile. The crops invariably failed entirely or were of such poor quality they were unfit for human consumption. Mm. When it, was this again? 1850. Well, okay. that's when he was born, so I'm guessing this guy, there's like hardly any info in okay. him, so I'm assuming he's probably like 20, 20 to 30 in there somewhere. Okay. So not Dust Bowl yet. But not, no, not quite yet. Just shitty fucking conditions. If it hadn't been for Brigham's beloved hogs, he may have well given up farming altogether. Certainly. Those hogs were his pride and joy, and Brigham made sure they were all well cared for, even if keeping help on his farm was a constant cause of frustration, a fact he often bemoaned to his neighbors. Brigham generally recruited his workers from the shiftless transit of Embarcadero District of San Francisco. Okay, so this is like of mice and men, George and Lenny shit. I shouldn't admit, Transient but I've never work. heard it. You're such a fucking philistine. <laughs> you make me sick to my stomach. Have you not even seen the John Malkovich, Gary Sinise vehicle? No. You're a fucking I'm not dick. a fan of John Malkovich. You're a fucking Don't worry, dick. Cody. I'm in the same boat as You're you. You're both fucking dicks. When I learned the it, only of mice and men I know is the metalcore band. <laughs> Why would they name it? It doesn't matter. Because anyway. it's funny, right? I like, guess. It's funny. Metal's all a big joke. They, that's the one where they kill the uh, the special guy in the back of the head, right? Yeah. Okay, I yeah. remember that part now. Yeah, that's it, good. Anyway, he made regular trips to the city, and although he offered no wages, only board and lodging, there were plenty of takers. Certainly. To a homeless man hungry and living on the streets, the promise of three squares a day and a soft bed must have seemed attractive. Mm. That is, until they arrived at the Brigand Farmstead, Bergen required a lot of his workers, setting them to work at back-breaking tasks and allowing them very little rest. Once they saw the nature of the work they were required to perform, the workers usually insisted on payment. Hey, man, uh, this bed and this food ain't going to be enough. Man. Yeah. <laughs> this slop and this fucking hay bale isn't going to do it. <laughs> A demand Joseph Brigham was neither prepared nor able to entertain. Mm. Sometimes Brigham's employees lasted a week or two, sometimes only a day before they were quote gone run off. That's what he'd tell <laughs> that's what he'd tell his neighbors anyway. They didn't gone, gone ran off. You know what? Of course. <laughs> of course he doesn't have any money to pay them. The farm is Failing. It's all about the pigs. Yeah. It's failing. It's all about the pigs. Bro. And I'm guessing state fair competitions for pigs doesn't exactly pay anything. I don't, basically, he would... Just notoriety. He would basically just take his pigs, get the ribbon, sell the pigs. Yeah. So I don't know uh, how much... louder. I don't know how much that will get. Was it heritage breed pork? Was it heritage breed pork? I don't even know what that Because he could have gone into business with butcher box. Was there heritage breed Roma tomatoes? What is a Berkshire hog? I don't even know. It's a breed of pig. Is it the brown ones? I think it's the brown ones. Man, we're uh, not hogmen. I'm not a hogman. <laughs> You're not a hogman, Jordan? I've, we've never brokered Not a hogman, not a pigman, not a swineman, <laughs> nothing. All right. The truth was rather more sinister. Whenever money was demanded, Brigham settled the dispute quickly and decisively, dispatching the man with a bullet to the head. He'd then dismember the body, grind up Feed the flesh. Him to the pig. You got it. Of Feed course, him to man. his beloved house. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, that's one way to just 
win an argument real <laughs> fucking quick. And I say reduce, reuse, recycle, personally. Yes. Technically, that's what he's doing. Absolutely. He's the original 18-whatever recycling company. I love him. <laughs> I mean, in, in a sense, all of these workers, they helped accomplish the ultimate goal of the farm. <laughs> and they had nothing. Their, like, their deaths weren't in vain. <laughs> what were they providing society anyway? Transient fucking workers? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's the way I look at I'll it. I'll tell but... you the only thing they do is keep the local brothels in business. <laughs> and we could feed those whores to the pigs as well, if you ask me. Whoa, that's whoa, right. no, no. That's right. All right. Adam hates sex workers. That's right. No, 1860s Adam hates sex workers. All right? I think it was still legal at this point, wasn't it? I'm a, I was a Christian then. Mm, okay. At first, this method of disposal may have been just a convenient way of disposing of the murdered victim... But over time, Brigand came to genuinely believe that his hogs needed to feast on human flesh in order to reach their peak condition. <laughs> Think if Rocky had human flesh to eat on, he would have been Dude, even better. Yeah. <laughs> if fucking Polly was a serial killer instead yeah. of a butcher. Dude, there's someone who lives right up the street that has a pet pig. We should kill someone and feed it to it. <laughs> oh. You go ahead and do that. Oh. All right. It was then that he began to make his, quote, weekly shopping trips to San Francisco. <laughs> Just going to get groceries for the pigs. <laughs> the victims he chose were rarely missed, and Brigand might have continued indefinitely had he not become sloppy. In early 1902, okay, so he's 52. That's right. At this age, so he's an older older man, I guess. Uh-huh. And he he's uh, uh, similar to old uh, Bundy there, where he's like, Eventually, you just forget where you left the tire iron or whatever, right? Like every serial killer. Yeah. Yep. He picked up a young man named Stephen Corrad off the streets and brought him to Sierra Morena. After Corrad had put in his first day's work, he retired to his quarters. Checking out the room before turning in, Corrad found two severed fingers laying under the bed. <laughs> he immediately <laughs> fled, working his way through the dark to report his discovery to the police. Investigators arrived at the Brigand Farm the following morning, and a search of the premises turned up enough skulls and human bones to account for at least 12 victims. Jesus. Brigand was tried, found guilty of murder, and sentenced to life in prison. He only survived a few months in San Quentin before he died. The identity and final tally of his victims will forever remain a mystery. So... Did he die of they don't say a broken what... <laughs> heart being separated from his pigs? He they, oh. they couldn't arrest his pigs and take them with them, yeah. so... He probably hung himself then. Here's, uh... Speaking of San Quentin, <laughs> I'm gonna miss, uh... Her, uh... Erlon. Erlon, What's yeah. the name of the show, though? <laughs> I should know. <laughs> What's it? Like, Prison Kites? No. <laughs> what? I think that's the name of one of their episodes. I think it is, but, uh... <laughs> Ah, uh, what is it? Ah, oh, god damn it. Erlon Woodson, Nigel Poor. Yeah. I know their names. Yeah. <laughs> I know every episode. It's like a it has like a rap type name in it. It's like a it's like prison code. You know what? I can just No, I'm gonna up. kill myself, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so stupid right now. I feel so just dumb. Ear hustle. Thank you. Ear hustle. Ear hustle. Yeah. R.I.P. That show. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to continue now that Erlon's out. Thank goodness he's out because he seems like a nice man. I know. I what? What was it? He was just there when somebody else killed someone in a robbery, right? And was it was it? like a third strike situation too. Oh, was it? Back okay. when that was a 
a big thing. Yeah, because he got 25 to life, I think. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I'm sure he'll still be there. I mean, he can come talk to the other prisoners. That would be nice. That show is so goddamn popular that... I can't I've imagine. I've never even it. heard of ear hustle. It's good. It's you it's good go, shit. You should listen to the whatever they have up right now. I think they're usually only like thirty minutes or so, yeah. so it's pretty quick. Um, oh, I used to hate it at the at the gym because that was like my favorite treadmill uh, uh, podcast. But yeah. then it would be like over and <sighs> still got like thirty minutes to go. <laughs> it's really good, and it's like kind of depressing in some of the circumstances. Like the the prisoners are getting sent like some of them I feel like are getting way long sentences for crimes that don't kind of match with what they did. You know what I'm saying? That show's doing its job. Yeah. Because it's showing the the, like shittiness of the prison system. Yeah. Or the, the one that got me the most was where, so apparently they were interviewing these people who've been in solitary for like 20 years or mm-hmm. whatever before they they changed the law where you can only have them in there five years mm-hmm. and like they can barely mm-hmm. talk and all this shit. It's so fucked up. Oh my god. But no, I don't think Mr. Brigan, I, I don't know what he died of. I'm assuming, yeah, probably a broken heart. Yeah. Taken yeah. away from his pigs, but uh, see it. they were the only things I loved in this world mm-hmm. besides murdering hobos. Do you remember mm-hmm. Robert Picton? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's kind of like a less successful Robert Picton. Yeah. I less guess. successful, seemingly slightly less disgusting because he doesn't go hide in pig car- carcasses to feel <laughs> safe. <laughs> I don't remember that part of the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did he? No, well, all you remember is. Oh, there's tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. This, so you obviously can see why this guy can't be his own episode because it's so vague and That's, they don't really yeah. know what he did. Yeah, I think a like lot of it's speculatory or whatever. But speculatory, uh, speculatory. Yes. That's where we're going. Iowa education. Boys. Throw that one in Webster's Merriam's. <laughs> All right. Well, so that was story number one. That was story number one. Just a short, quick one. We don't know shit about him. We no. know he was a fucking animal, though. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And he, he might have been pigs. fucking animals as Ooh. well. I'm sure he. Wow. Maybe that was like an extra protein <laughs> shot for the pigs. Who knows? Listen, I don't know. You need to come in a pig. <laughs> if anybody pig. listens to this who raises Berkshire hogs. Let us know how to get him in peak physical condition. We need to know. We already have the secret. It's human flesh. Yeah, it's you. We're going to feed you to them. Well, yep. Couldn't they just feed the pig any other type of meat and get the same result? No. It has to be human. has to be human. I told you. He was doing He was doing the Lord's work by killing fucking homeless people. <laughs> he could have believed that. I believe that. <laughs> you don't believe that. I don't believe <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's try Listen to this transition music as we go back to the other thing. Welcome back from that transition music, everybody. I hope you liked it. Mm. It was Brando again, Ooh. who also does our intro and exit. Brando's Follow the him. man. He's the Mando. Mm. Uh, now, we're going to do some audience questions. We put out the call on Instagram, and we received quite a few good ones. So I, I got to say, I was shocked, to be honest. We got a lot within a short period of time. So a thank very you. short time. Yes. 
So what I'm thinking we could do, answer some of these questions. Let's do it. Cody, why don't you take the first one from Gothic Barbie 2 hmm. Says, what is all of your favorite episodes so far? Also, what inspired you to start a podcast? Maybe we should do the second one first, then go to the uh, the episode one. Sure. Because technically it would be me and Adam and then Jordan snuck in here, I guess. Yep. Jordan, now a full... I forced my way in here <laughs> a full, with a gun. A full 33% of this show. Mm. But yes, in the beginning, it was you and I. Right. So why don't you answer it first? Uh, just, I was very bored. I was, <laughs> I've been wanting to do a podcast for like a decade ever since I found out what they were. And, uh, at some point I was like, Cody, you gotta listen to podcasts. You were mm. like, no, I gotta listen to the same four Cascada songs over and over again. <laughs> I certainly did that. And she is a Germanic princess, but gosh, we just can't be on Cascada. To be fair, I only have one Cascada song. Your so. arms are my castle. <laughs> that one? No. Is there a fire in the sky one that she did, or something like? I don't. It doesn't. I know matter. Blindside from Sweden <laughs> had that. I don't. It doesn't matter. Continue. All right. So yeah, I got Cody super into him. With mm-hmm. my dad wrote a porno, and then LPOTL came later, mm-hmm. and then uh, from there, Small Town Murder. He got me super into. I was like, well, we could if we wanted to do something cool, mm-hmm. we could do that. We didn't know that it was going to be a huge uh, genre. No. That it fell into. Yeah. What do you think? Um, well, I'm along the same lines. I think I think we've talked about this before that my almost dying in a car crash kind of uh made me be like, you know what, I should do something with my life. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm like, I remember I came back to work and it wasn't that long after and I was like, Adam, let's just start a podcast or whatever and you just put all this shit in my Amazon cart and I ordered it all <laughs> and then we just I still wish we had the legendary Jordan cast. God damn it. <laughs> our very first recording. Um, and then we had some stupid recordings after that. And then we just dived right in. Remember when we all went shopping at Half Price Books? Yep. And I found that Minnesota book. And then I found out it was all horse shit, like creepypastas. Yep. Then I found Cotton. And I was like, this shit is awesome. Read that book. God did the damn. episode. And, and it was a beautiful of... spring day. Mm-hmm. Snow was melting all over yeah. the ground. I remember that. Wow. That was almost a year ago. <clears throat> and here we are now. Throw... We're in our th- fourth location. <laughs> I think it's third. Well, we we sat at my computer, and then uh-huh. we sat at that table that you brought <laughs> over. And then we sat uh-huh. over there, and now we sit over here. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we started with those fucking Yetis and voice meter and the echo, and my God. <laughs> I'm so glad we're not doing USB anymore. There's been a lot of growth uh, since, like you said, our first episodes weren't bad, but... I feel like, man, we've came so far from oh, yeah. there. My God. Oh, yeah. Leaps and bounds. So, Jordan, what about you? Besides what? us inviting you. <laughs> what inspired you to start a podcast? <laughs> I know. Uh, Adam turned me on to podcasts, too, at work. Damn. I'm the fucking Jesus And, figure. yeah, like, <laughs> once I really got into them, I was like, man, one of these would be really fun to do, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what to do it about, and... All that fun stuff. I was like, oh, I could do like a music one mm. or whatever. And then, yeah, you two were like, hey, you want to just be a guest on this like two or three part series? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, pimp druid. Mm-hmm. Do that kind of dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then we uh, 
we had a lot of fun with it. And we're like, Jordan, why don't you just do this all the time? It is easier with three people, Way I think. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody can pick up the slack when your brain's just like right. done for right. a minute. Right. All right. Yeah. Favorite episode. We'll do that one in a quick, quick one. I'm going to go first. Okay. Favorite episode uh, by far, far and away, far and away, far and away, okay. far and away, far and away, far and away. Was the last Carol Edward Cole. I thought that one was really funny. Okay. That's I just listened one. to that one. See, I have two two of my favorites. Um, I really, really like the Annalise Michelle one we did. Mm-hmm. Something about that was just like super fun to do. And the the sexual encounters with extraterrestrials is really like I know that's relatively new, but yeah. that one was awesome too. That was great. I think the ones where we can all re almost like do a play with the story yeah. is great. They're so hard to find, but those are really fun. Yeah. And they're easy to joke about. And it's just it's just those are my favorite ones. Definitely. J Dog? Uh William Williams in the Bellboy Blues. Uh, that one was a good one. That one was a good one. Loved it. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that one. I think That's that fun. might be the hardest I have laughed at anything we've Stupid covered. Stupid Bellboys. <laughs> that one was good, though. That was funny. All right, I'll 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 read the next one for us, huh? Okay. This one is from Westgate Paranormal. If you could interview anyone past or present for a true crime podcast, who would it be? I have my answers already. You guys might agree. Um, I said our boy Ed Kemper. Can you imagine just talking to him and telling him (laughs) what we named his podcast because he referred to his (laughs) dumb ass as a fucking bumblebutt? I wonder what he would say. I think he'd be pretty stoked. He seems like he has quite a bit of an ego, so I'm sure he would. I also said it's not necessarily true crime, but like... Any of the family members with the Enfield haunting, any of the kids or anything, Ooh, I would love to talk yeah. to them too. Definitely. I that that's probably my favorite paranormal story is that family because um, I think it has the most credence probably out of any of them. Uh, and if I don't even know if the kids are alive still or what, but talking to them would be cool as shit. Hell yeah, Jordan. Do you have one in mind? Uh, yep, Damian Eccles from the West Memphis ah. Three, just because. I remember the first time I ever heard about the West Memphis Three, I was a teenager, and, like, I researched the case and everything, and I was like, well, this is bullshit that they're mm-hmm. in there, so that's <laughs> that kind of sparked me, like, okay, and did some research, like, there's so many wrongful convictions mm-hmm. that happen, and, you know, just because that was the first one and it was so fucked up, why they were the ones that got pinned with the murder of those kids... A faulty witnesses and shit. Yeah, like, I would just want to talk to him about that and just... That's a good one. That's definitely He's great. probably got quite a bit to say, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he now practices magic with a K. Oh, that's oh. that's super strong magic, then. Just the se- the portion where I heard about the mosquitoes eating him alive in his prison cell. That I don't know why. That that yeah. statement bothered me so bad. <laughs> because I hate mosquitoes oh so God. much. And there's just no reprieve from him. <laughs> you can't get away from him. Like, we can just go inside and <sighs> get rid of him. Yeah. Him. <laughs> Gross. How about you, Adam? Uh, Capone. Mm, I want right. Capone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that would be dope. Oh my god! I don't care Get if sit he's down full over some vino and some gabagool. I'd drink. I'd drink again if I had. To <laughs> you could talk to him. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. I'm sure he's got a lot of stories too. Oh man, <laughs> did he have like a super deep Chicago accent, like Italian accent too? Yeah, 
probably fun. He was a wise guy. Yeah. He would be a good one. That would be fun. (laughs) Jordan, do you have this pulled up at all? All right. And Gabriella Lee asks, if you could work on any unsolved slash cold case, which one would you think it would be? I'm going to go to Cody first. Mm. So I put Jack the Ripper. Of course. I like Jack the Ripper. I'm sorry. Of course, you furry. (laughs) Of course. Nobody will get that. Nobody will. Um, No, I think that's one of the most interesting cases throughout history. Uh, Obviously, it's impossible to do anything with it. You'd have to be alive in the 1800s. Which I was. Were you? Thank you. Damn. Okay. Well, I said him or the Zodiac. Yeah, I was going to say Zodiac, too. Zodiac's a good one. I've always, after I've seen this, I was kind of thinking in my head, I'm like, we haven't really done too many cold cases. Because there's no fun resolution. And I've realized that for some reason, I really like to have a resolution. And it just, when you kind of see something that's just left out in the open, it's really... You don't have that satisfaction at the end. It's rough. You know what's a really, really good one that's modern is the... The Craigslist killer or the, uh, what the hell's his name? The Long Island killer? You Long Island guy? Strangler? No. No, no, no. He was killing sex workers off of Craigslist. Do you remember this guy? Yeah. Well, my brother's uh, Xbox Live name was Craigslist Killer for <laughs> okay. a while. Was it him? <laughs> yeah, it was Johnny. But no, that case is so crazy because they found ended up finding, I think, like eight dead bodies there. And there was a doctor who was like calling the victims, taunting them. But then he claimed like he had nothing to do with it, and it was just—it's just like this weird thing. Like you think it's him, but it's not. But apparently they cleared him. Huh. I don't know. It's really weird. It's a strange ass case, and it's like within the last five years, I think. Hmm. Hmm. J Dog, so. what do you have? Um, probably the Black Dahlia. Hmm. That's a good one. I only know about that one because of the band L.A. Noir. Because oh. they kind of right. like do one like right, that in there. Right. Yep. Another you... one that I just heard about, uh, Maddie told me about it, is the movie The Strangers apparently is based off of like real events that okay, now, happened like around where she lives. What I've always heard is the director based that off of the Manson killings. Oh, that is uh, what I've always heard. Yeah, um, no, she said it's about like some unsolved murders like she said it's like 60 miles from where she lives or something like that all right so tell get the details from her get then. the juicy deets Jordan. yeah no i'm i'm gonna do my own research oh on fine it a bit. never mind maddie sorry no juicy deets <laughs> she gave me as many juicy deets as necessary <laughs> then mind, i have maddie. to do the rest on my own here's what we should say maddie since Jordan struggles to find topics, keep giving him topics to research. Hey, Please I've, give him all the deets. <laughs> I have at least my next episode already lined up. <laughs> all lined up. Oh, shit. Right in all his right. head. And second part to Gab- Gabriella's question, or what's a case that you think has been classified as solved but doesn't seem like it? How about you, Jordan? Uh... Again, technically, the West Memphis Three. I was thinking about that one. Because they're out of prison, but in the court's eyes, they're still guilty. I can't remember what, like, the bargain or plea is, that, but it's some stupid fucking technicality. I said O.J. Simpson. Uh, well, the Nicole, yeah. Well, come on yeah come yeah. on i thought Everybody. you were talking about the heisman trophy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he stole it back 
That is this probably stupider than Casey Casey Anthony, I think. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. I just OJ, I don't there's nothing more idiotic than that. You're a beautiful man, OJ. You're so I, stupid you didn't get caught. You know what other one I said was Elizabeth Bathory? Oh, I would love I would love to know how much of that was actually real and how much of that was just made up. You know. Yeah. But certainly. it's I would love to know what actually happened. Like we've said before, cases that are that old is just like, might as well just raise your hands in there. I it's a boogie. Know. It's yeah. basically just a boogeyman. Right. Yep. Right. She was the bad It's countess. a Babadook. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Pip. This next one, Pip Proudfoot. Yep. Loves the Bubble Butt Podcast. She said she couldn't come up with a question, so she just said... <laughs> She said for us to say that she loves the podcast. Well, that's beautiful. Now, wasn't her exact quote to say that she fucking loves right, us? Right. Was it really? Right. Then why didn't you write that? You made me fucking... <laughs> she also sent me a picture of this like really creepy teddy bear, and then she said she named it Cody, and I Aww. said it was my spirit animal. It, it looked like the scarecrow, but a teddy bear version. It had no eyes or mouth or anything. Like the scarecrow from Batman? Yeah, yeah. It had little pieces of shit hanging out of its skin. Like, you know what? You nailed me. All right. You got me. Cody, you want to take this next one? Let's do it. Uh, this is from Winchester0223, which is Chrissy, who has mailed us gifts and such. So thank you very much. Speaking of which, we will talk about that after we answer this question. Right. And actually, you will probably be answering this question anyway. Uh, why did we change the intro from Big Ed and the original uh, intro to our current setting? Just some different. We've been doing that one for a year, and mm. I was like, it could sound better. And then that Brando thing fell in my lap mm. where he he messaged me on Twitter and was like, what are you using? Mm. And then he was like, oh, I was hoping you'd use this other one if you were based on the subject matter of your show. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That song's banging. Mm. Lose by so- Exit Mindbomb. So basically, Adam, you're the brainchild behind all of that, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll take full responsibility. Mm. If you hate it, <laughs> and if you love it. If you hate it, the other one's gone, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm just kidding. R.I.P. <laughs> um, Rest in pepperoni. <laughs> okay, also, mm. shit, man. She just sent us, or me, this... Me uh, I was like opening it up and looking at everything and be like, oh my gosh, there's so much. What is this? <laughs> Like, what is this? There's a uh, uh, canvas uh, cats. <laughs> it, was like, it turns out it's like a perler light board thing mm, where it's, it's like really it's cool. got glue and a little applicator pen and you put the I'll take pictures of it and put it up. But it it's cool as shit. She said I should do something and do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I should do that. <laughs> and I am going to do that. <laughs> so I'll make pro- I'll make process pictures. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Next up is from Kaya, a.k.a. A.K. underscore goddess. She's an Alaska goddess, my friend. Yes. What is your favorite historically committed crime and why? Uh, William Williams and the Bellboy Blues. (laughs) That's your favorite one? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. This Uh, one is really hard for me. Bonnie and Clyde, man. Okay, that's a good one. That's good stuff. That's a good one. Um, I... It's not technically a crime, but I put Roswell. I really, really like Roswell. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Cody, that doesn't count. What the fuck, dude? That's not a crime. Kind of. That's not a fucking crime. This is a cover-up. That's a crime. <laughs> All right. 
Roswell. Jordan, can you answer this question correctly, please? <laughs> um, It would probably be when Ma Barker and her kids kidnapped, uh, fuck, who was it? Oh, the son of the founder of Ham's Brewing. Okay. Because it's in St. Paul where we're at. That's where we are. Historically and, you know... St. Paul has a lot of, like, ties to the mafia. Here's my question for you. <laughs> Why haven't you done yeah, this Yeah, I was going to say, I've never even heard of this. You haven't heard of that? No. Yeah. I think I have brought up about doing an episode about, like, St. Paul's mobster history. Oh. <laughs> it's perfect. It's he's perfect. An, he's an enigma. We don't he's understand. He's <laughs> fucking... I want to beat the shit out of him. Uh, okay, next. Thank you very much. Uh, Katie Sproul. Mm, Iowa girl. Sproul. I don't know how to say it, so I'm going to say it like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. What is one case that really stuck with you? One that really creeped you out, and why do you think it had more of an impact than the other cases? I'll go first. Hmm. Well, you know what it is. It's De Jesus Dolfo de Cristo. Ah. Uh, yeah, he's fucked, pretty fucked up. That fucked me up. That made me question... <laughs> Why? Why? What are we doing? Why are we doing this show? <laughs> I remember that. God. You know what's funny, actually? Like, I think it was last week, Oxygen had, like, a weird cult special just on that. Mm. And I sat and watched it, but it was only about um, the Mark Kilroy guy that he killed. Right. Yeah. But, man, they had, like, they were translating the interviews from the when they first captured the first cult members, which, obviously, we couldn't really do. And man, they uh, they're they're even crazier when that shit's all translated. I man, <laughs> that was so bad. Like, yeah, and they uh, were they were talking about digging up the corpses and like all this shit, and it was like, whew. that shit was brutal. It was yeah. bad, brutal. So that's my one, uh, <laughs> Cody. Let's go with you next. Well, I, we I've mentioned this before, but uh, I always I always pick Dean Coral, the Candyman. Yeah, um, I've realized that pedophile stuff. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. It obviously it's the worst, but yeah. uh, it's like I don't know. It's like the torture and pedophile stuff is just like it just really bothered me. And since I'm really big into cults, the Children of God stuff really bothers me a lot too. Well, we haven't done that. Though. We haven't done yeah. that, no. But, but we do know two girls that have creep it real. Check them out. And did it better than we would be able to. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Tell, I'm telling you, it is so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It is just his bad. It is fucking so bad. Ugh. Jordan. Uh, so it's not one that we've covered, but the Toy Box Killer. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I first listened to that. Oh, first time I heard about it was the LPOTL episode. Mm, right. And the entire time I was just fucking disgusted <laughs> and like, holy shit, this might be like the most sadistic fucker that, i have ever that one about. and albert fish were the two that you i was know trying what? to get I, cody to listen i to. almost put on here the toolbox killers have you ever heard of these guys not the toy box the toolbox you know was i don't know tim the Toolman, taylor and al <laughs> yeah al and tim <laughs> went on a rampage biting off girls nipples and everything it's insane <laughs> no uh it's basically i think they were cousins and they would ri- drive around abduct a girl and they would keep her alive, and they literally use like pliers and shit to like rip their nipples off while they're still alive. And then they recorded all of it, so there's like actual tapes of like people being murdered. It's, it's, it's very graphic and bad. It's bad. It's really bad. 
If so, you had a warning label, what would it say? Okay, so I was wondering, does that mean for our personalities, or is this for the show? <laughs> I guess we'll have to go with the show. Uh, maybe that's like the uh, the gold star equivalent or whatever. Um, I don't. Do you know, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, this is a gold star moment. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe it is just like a warning label for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was. I should have asked her. Um, I think we've have we stated how we feel about uh yeah 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 warning labels? everybody has <laughs> and we hate them yeah. yes we hate them I, feel I like, even hate small town murders and I fucking love small town murder they uh I feel like if you see the word true crime podcast you should know it's not about Snickers and lollipops yeah. it's <laughs> about bad stuff yeah I'm I don't I just don't know what people expect when you it's they say explicit on them and they say most of the time in the description is like this is about murder. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what yeah. I don't know we're not doing anything wrong. No. No no podcast like this is doing anything wrong. The it's, only t- the only time I like to give a warning is if the story is iffy if yeah. it's true or not. Yeah. And the one time we did it was with racist guy. Yeah. Cuz I wanted everybody to make sure they knew we obviously aren't White power people or like yeah, that psychopath. That one just kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we would. All right. Uh, who wants to take this next one? I think it's Cody's turn. So this is from our girl Shyvon over at Creep It Real. What impact do you think true crime and the like podcasts have had on or will have on the general public? Uh, I think it's going to just make people more aware of like psychotic and sociopathic behavior in people i think and kind of show like you're not going to get away with this shit unless you're you know the zodiac killer i feel like you have a very optimistic lookout on that yeah that's pretty nice it's pretty nice (laughs) i think a lot of people listen to it as like horror porn almost yeah true kind of i don't think that's bad like what i've always heard is from like a psychological standpoint, people like to listen because you can live. What is it? Vicariously, 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 vicariously. Hey, you can do that too if you want. Cody's you living vicariously through Phoenix Saint. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking cutie. All right. No, but you know what I'm saying. Of like course, you can. Yeah. It's uh, it's the same reason I can watch horror movies but not play po- horror games because you can <laughs> put yourself in the movie. You can say, "Oh yeah, that's happening to somebody else," but in the game, you can't it's do that. To you. I'm being murdered. You know the other thing that I think is kind of a double-edged sword is when true crime podcasts go after uh, cold cases or like wrong- wrongfully convicted people is good because it sheds public awareness on uh, maybe yeah. free innocent people. But then I've seen them on the other end where they they like kind of are trying to free somebody who's like clearly guilty. So this is a bad boy. Yeah, it's like I think there's a fine balance there, but at least people are being brought aware of those cases. Like there's a lot of them we'd never hear about them if they didn't do a show about them or something like that. So I like that. Yeah, good job. Yeah, hell yeah. And our last question is going to be from the author. Uh Leslie Fear. Ah, right. She says, what is your take on the paranormal? Do you believe ghosts or spirits are real? Mm. I'll start here. Oh, I thought you wanted to go. I I am. am. I'm trying to put it. I'm trying to put it. I'm trying to. (laughs) Do I believe in the paranormal Mm. is the question. Mm. The answer, no. Mm. But 
That doesn't mean I'm not terrified that it's real. <laughs> All right? All right. We'll out, of, out of Out of sheer terror, I hope ghosts aren't real. Hmm. Because uh, I don't want to see them. But you could become one, maybe. No, 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 no. I have. I don't want to become a ghost or a skeleton at any point in my life. Well, you will become a skeleton at some point. Nope. <laughs> you have to get fed to Joseph's pigs. That's the worst that. because the only thing that's left is a skeleton. <laughs> well, you think the pigs would chew on the bones or something? I guess if they're getting comfort from it. Uh, no, but in my opinion, if I see a ghost, that means I'm crazy. Mm. So I'm more worried about me being crazy than about ghosts being real. Mm. Uh. Makes sense. You know what? I would say my personal opinion. Um, I don't like to say, okay, let's clear the air. Demons? No, not at all. Now, ghosts, I don't know if I can confidently say, hey, that's the spirit of some person. You believe in ghosts, though? Something. There's you something. Believe, you've seen them. I've, I've said on that other episode, I don't know. I could just be a young kid with imag- uh, an imagination. I don't trust my brain. Maybe you're crazy. It could be. Maybe you're I'm fucking f- newts. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> but uh, it's like I believe there's something. I don't know if it's just like, oh, you are you die and you turn into a ghost. I don't know if that's necessarily it. But there's weird shit that happens. Whether Some real weird shit going on. That's the, that's how I. That's all I can say. This weird right. shit. I don't right. know what it is. All right. Go. go. Gordon? (laughs) Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) Gordon, please answer the question. Uh, I think we've been over this before. Okay, well, hey, I got an idea. How about when we get fucking listener questions? We don't make fun of the fucking listeners. I'm not. Maybe Leslie didn't hear it, so that's why I'm going to answer. Oh, now we're putting the onus on Leslie. Just answer the question. Yes, I believe they exist because I've had experiences. Now say thank you. Thank you. Now say I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Leslie, please accept that. <laughs> Jordan's an idiot. We're sorry, no, Leslie. No, we're just kidding. Jordan, you had them at uh, Mama's Hay Bale. Mama's Farm. <laughs> no. Oops. <laughs> he got he impregnated a ghost, I think, right? <laughs> no, it was at one of my friend's houses and at my place. I've oh, had right, experiences. Right, 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 right. The farm was where he shot the music video. Okay, yeah. what we want to know is, could you... Can you say, hey, that ghost is the remnants of a person? Uh, no. See, that's what I mean. I There's something, but I don't know if it's yeah, it could be the theory that it's just like a weird overlap in time. Yeah. But then you're going way to new dimensions, and you're just you're getting way out there. Yeah, way out there. Just... Not like the soul of a human wandering <laughs> the earth. See, that's easy to understand. When you start thinking about different dimensions yeah. and shit, it gets real complicated. Then it is the unknown. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Mm. That was listener questions. Now get ready for case number two. This actually might be my favorite one of the three of them. Well, listen to this transition music as we get into it.
All right, so now we're going to start the case of Boone Helm. The legend of Boone Helm is one that has been debated over the years. Whether or not he was truly as evil as the myths claim, he will forever earn the title as the Kentucky Cannibal. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, is this your and Shana's long-lost brother? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I know she said to calm down with that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> can't. Either way, the story of Boone Helm is nonetheless extremely interesting. It may have just been a product of the time period. Mm. Levi Boone Helm was born on January 28th, 1827. Never forget. <laughs> to Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Helm. We have no idea what his mother's name was. Okay. The family lived in the beautiful hills of Lincoln, Kentucky. And by all accounts, his family was known for being a well-respected and a hard-working family. Nice. Your regular... Your regular old Kentucky Leave It to Beaver type family. Oh, is that where uh, Leave It to Beaver was? I think it is based off of the story. Yeah. No, I cool. don't know. Awesome. I think they're in Indiana, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, I just wanted to be the the bad kid, Eddie Haskell, Eddie <laughs> Ra- whatever his name was. He was just misunderstood. Eddie the Rascal Haskell. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, when Boone was a young child, the family uprooted and moved to Missouri. As Boone. <laughs> As Boone grew older, he started to gain a reputation as an agitator and loved to provoke the other boys into fights. He loved to show off his strength and fighting abilities. This is just like that, oh god, what was that one episode we did? Uh, Eddie Leonsky. Yeah, <laughs> where he'd lift the bags of flour above his head for no reason. That guy's badass. Yeah. Uh, when he couldn't find someone to fight, he also enjoys such activities such as throwing his bowie knife into the ground and retrieving it atop his horse while at full gallop. Okay. Yeah, this dude's a badass. <laughs> okay. 1828? I mean, how low would you have to get on your horse to get that fucker? Uh, You'd have low to, like, enough to make the pussies drip. <laughs> he does. That's how low. Jenna, recreate this for us. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your bowie knife at the ground and pick Charge it up. Then ride speed. your horse and <clears throat> grab it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be fantastic. Now... This may not come as a shock to anyone, but Boone also had quite a distaste for any sort of authority. There is one tale that when the sheriff would attempt to arrest Boone, Boone would manage to fight him off and proceed to flee on his horse. Instead of, you know, perhaps laying low, Boone instead rode his horse to the courthouse, went up the stairs, barged through the front door, entering the courtroom while it was in session, and proceeded to scream at the judge, all while still on horseback. Nah, uh, Dude, right. this guy's my fucking hero it, so far. He's, uh, he just rides his horse everywhere. Yeah, he's my, he's Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> he's my hero. <laughs> this man's my hero. I was really sad because they don't, like, say if he named the horse. You'd think if he liked it this much, he would give the horse a name, but they don't mention it at all. Like mystery. <laughs> they don't want to incriminate dots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, what if it had a really cute name, like uh, the Queen's Peasant or something? Ribbons. Know. You're right. That is a cute name. The Queen's Peasant. <laughs> That's what we're going to call every chick I date from now on. Like, oh, how's my Queen's Peasant <laughs> doing? <laughs> Queen's Peasant. Sometime in the year 1848... Boone would meet and marry a woman named Lucinda Brown. Now, Boone would have been roughly 21, and Lucinda was about 17 when they tied the knot. Lucinda was ready to settle down and start a family, but Boone kept up his wild antics. He's a cowboy. <laughs> Much like a wild stallion, he can't be tamed. <laughs> can't this is be when tamed. 
This is when Boone's darker side started to show. Boone was a raging alcoholic with a very bad temper, and combining the two led to domestic abuse. No shit! (laughs) Often, Boone would get drunk, ride his horse into the home, and proceed to beat his young wife. (laughs) Uh, Come on, give her a kick while she's down. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Beating women is not funny, but riding no. your horse in the house is fucking funny. Yes, that's what we're laughing at. That's a cartoon if you ride your horse in the house. Not long into their marriage, Lucinda would give birth to the couple's only child named Lucy. Thankfully, Lucinda got sick of Boone's drunken abuse and decided to divorce him. Good. It must have been bad because I can only imagine not too many people around this time would actually have gone through with a divorce. What makes this even worse is Boone made his father pay for all the expenses in the divorce. Who made his father? He made his father pay for his divorce. Dude, he probably stormed into his dad's house <laughs> Dad, on I horseback, all hammers, like, What's in here, Pops? They're going to pay for my divorce. Otherwise, me and old Rose Petal here are going to beat your ass. <laughs> me and Queen's peasant. <laughs> This caused his father to go bankrupt and ruin the family's good name. Aww. Thankfully, the community wouldn't have to deal with Boonhelm too much longer because in 1850, word of the California gold rush swept the nation oh. and Boone, like many others, was determined to make it rich. Gentlemen, let's go, Queens Peasant. We gotta get out to California. <laughs> you know I'm the biggest Ken Burns docu-series fan <laughs> yes. on the planet, right? Yeah, right. I am watching Wild West as I play uh, uh, Tetris right. Effect. Okay. So I have Wild West going on the other monitor. The episode I just watched was all about the Gold Rush Boys. This mm. is serendipitous. I'll tell you what, this story and the next one have to do with Gold Rushes, so Beautiful. you're going to be in heaven. Here. I'm in heaven. I'm like a <laughs> hog in shit right now. <laughs> Boone didn't want to travel alone, though, so he asked his cousin... Little Burry Shoot to accompany him. <laughs> that was his name. Little Burry Shoot. Come on, Little Burry Shoot. Shoot at first agreed to follow his cousin, but soon began to rethink it because he remembered his cousin Boone was fucking insane. Yeah. When he informed Boone he was not going to go with them, Boone lost his shit, pulled out his knife, and stabbed Shoot in the chest. Shoot died almost immediately. That's a reasonable response. You don't turn him down. He was my favorite character in this story. (laughs) Boone thought he could flee before anybody would notice what he had done, but family and friends of Shoot knew exactly who had done this. Mm. So a pseudo-militia group took off on Boone's trail and managed to capture him. Instead of issuing their own vigilante justice, they turned him over to the local authorities. Fucking nerds. (laughs) Dude, vigilante justice is always the best. Instead of sending Boone to jail... They shipped him off to an insane asylum. Now, Boone, he was a smart manipulator. Mm-hmm. While in the asylum, he slowly began to gain the confidence of a guard who was allowing him to take walks together through the woods. That's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> he slowly conditioned the guard to trust him more and more until finally one day he tricked the guard and fled into the woods. Aww. With a difficulty in tracking down an escaped prisoner... Boone would make a successful getaway. What, they didn't dispatch the helicopters? Nope. Oh. <laughs> the horse-powered not... helicopters? <laughs> Queen's Peasant yeah, is going to drop too in. Fast. <laughs> Queen's Peasant is too fast. They catch him. <laughs> now, this next part of his life is a bit up to debate. 
We do know he was still determined to make it make his way to California. It's suspected that he murdered several men while making his way to the Golden State. It's speculated he would instigate confrontations with men and then kill them, or he would murder the miners and steal their gold. Ah. Uh. They believe the robbery theory more because Boone always had a significant amount of money on him most of the time. Mm-hmm. You could just be trapping. Mm-hmm. Probably I don't trapping. Know. <laughs> I don't know if that makes you that much money, does it? He's trapping miners. <laughs> yes. Stealing their gold. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know exactly how many men he would have killed during this time, but we do know he joined up with a posse of sorts consisting of six other men heading to Oregon. Keep Portland weird. (laughs) It's about to get real weird, fellas. It's with these men they claim Boone confessed to his cannibalism. He told them, Many's the poor devil I've killed at one time or another, and the time has been that I have been obligated to feed on some of them. (laughs) This really spelled out of of them, of them, some of them. (laughs) Anyway. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. While traveling with his newfound posse, they would have to endure a furious winter. Soon they would be attacked by a pack of Native Americans, which caused them to flee further into the cold wilderness. They survived off their rations for a while, but soon enough they found themselves killing the horses, eating the meat, and fashioning their skin into snowshoes. Mm. Mm. Slowly, mm. <laughs> Everyone but Queen's Peasant. Of course. He does, he's immune to cold. Of course. He's got plus two to cold resistance. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly the men began to die off from starvation, and Boone claimed he would just leave their bodies behind. Toward the end of their expedition, Boone said there was only two men left alive, a man named Burton and himself. Boone claimed the two soon found an abandoned cabin to rest in, Boone wanted to venture a bit further and see if there's anything ahead. He soon came upon Fort Hall, but when he entered the fort, he noticed that it had been abandoned for winter, but managed to collect a bunch of firewood to return to the cabin with. Nice. Boone said that upon returning to the cabin, he heard a gunshot go off, so he rushed inside and discovered Burton had shot himself, Mm. choosing death over starvation. Likely story. (laughs) Now Boone, already being a confessed cannibal, decided, you can't let this meal go to waste. That's a steak. <laughs> I'm just going to have myself some tenderloin yeah, real quick. Yeah. So he would eat one of Burton's legs uh-huh. and wrap the other one in a flannel shirt for the journey ahead. Yeah, like a nice cheesecloth, <laughs> you know? The way they word it, it's like he just wrapped up, threw it over his back, and just headed off of the man's leg just yeah. there. Just nibble on if he gets hungry, With I guess. With his bindle. <laughs> yes. With Burton's leg in hand, Boone headed out and eventually stumbled upon an Indian reservation. <laughs> Boone had about $1,400 on him. Jesus. Jeez. Which I, that's in that time money. Yeah, we're, I'm pretty sure he scavenged that from the bodies of the dead men, oh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. While here, a generous man fed him, clothed him, and offered and offered Boone transportation to Salt Lake City. Let's go, Mormons. Yay. <laughs> Soak, oh, soak, going, soak. We'd be like, Boone, you, you're going to find God, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> What's in your bag there, Boone? <laughs> Nothing. Ham hawk. <laughs> when they arrived, Boone refused to give the man a tip and didn't even bother to thank him. He just took off like an asshole. Now, while in Salt Lake City, 
Boone found a job as the local hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he knows his strengths. <laughs> Which eventually got the attention of the law and forced him to flee to California. Mind you, he was still a wanted man in California. Right. Genius move. Right. I like it. When he arrived in California, he would befriend a rancher who agreed to provide him housing and hide him from the authorities. For some reason, Boone decided to just kill the rancher who had helped him out and hit the road once again. Yeah, grab what he's got and get, 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 get going. Back to Oregon he goes. Let's Jeez. go. Is he wanted in Oregon too? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now back in Oregon... Boone would murder a local man named Dutch Fred. That seems like more of a nickname. Dutch Fred. I don't. It says it's his real name, Dutch hey, Fred. I don't we know. know. We know a man named Dutch, don't we? We do. Dutch. <laughs> now Dutch was a well-to-do man who was unarmed when Boone killed him. Many believe an enemy of Dutch had hired Boone to murder him, giving his previous hitman experience sure. and all. Sure. With the pissed-off town now after him, Boone fled even further north. To British Columbia. Hey, <laughs> He's going go to Tim BC. Hortons. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's just taken in a Canucks game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was accompanied by another man, which we do not know his name. The two were once again caught in a furious winter storm and struggling to survive. Boone soon remembered his old tactics, so he killed the man and fed off his flesh to right. survive. No, the man killed himself to stop starvation, right? Well, previously. No, that's this what... one, too. <laughs> okay, well. All his victims I don't, are. Boone this time just said, yeah, I just killed him. Oh, okay, good, good, he's good. Not, he's not ashamed of it It wasn't a convenient now. suicide. He was just feeling, like the He Clintons. wanted a flaming yawn, and he, he got it. Two shots in the back of the head. Worst <laughs> case of suicide I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we aren't sure how long he was surviving in the wilderness, but shortly afterwards, he was arrested by the authorities of British Columbia and shipped back to Oregon to stand trial for the murder of Dutch Fred. Boone, knowing he was in deep shit, contacted his wealthy brother, Old Tex, <laughs> to come help I him out. I love the names in this story. <laughs> Lilbury Shoot, Dutch Fred, Old Tex. <laughs> Boone convinced Old Tex to pay off all the witnesses who were set to testify against him. It worked. None of the witnesses showed up to testify, Boone wasn't convicted and was set free. Damn! <laughs> Damn! He's a crafty son of a bitch, All isn't right. he? He followed his brother back to Texas. While we don't know exactly what Boone was up to, it appears he was traveling through several different settlements, killing people and fleeing to another safe place. <laughs> Fuck. While drifting around, Boone soon met and joined the Henry Plummer Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just a bunch of highwaymen. And then oh, they invented so he's got like Waylon Jennings in there. I uh, was a highwayman. <laughs> Henry Plummer was an outlaw who had been elected sheriff of of Bannock, Montana. After he became <laughs> Joe Montana, I keep thinking of uh, Deadwood. <laughs> what you think, Montana? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After he became sheriff, the amount of robberies and murders to those transporting goods around this area began to skyrocket. Weird, they all just got away. <laughs> I can't imagine why. We tried to find them, but no luck. <laughs> and the police are the robbers. Apparently, the Henry Plummer gang is, like, actually really famous around this time. Like, they actually, like, were pretty notorious outside of just this. So. Sure. While they may have been successful for a while, 
Boone and four other members of the gang were arrested by the Montana vigilantes and tried in secret. <laughs> a when, secret vigilante court? I guess. They it, has a judge. Remained, it has dude, a judge. Dude, let's justice. bring it back. They must have remained very vigilant during this vigilante court. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. When, when Boone was brought before the judge, he claimed... He had no idea why he was being arrested. He had never killed a man in his life, goddammit. Well, he's never been convicted, so. Boone made sure to kiss the Bible who was made to swear over to really get the point across that he was really an innocent man. <laughs> but they weren't buying his bullshit. Boone went on to accuse his fellow gang member, Jack Gallagher, of the crimes in which he had actually committed. Wow. <laughs> I didn't do it. Wow. Goddamn Jack over there. Fucking, real Takashi 6 9 Fucking hungry Jack Gallagher, they call him over there. <laughs> Either way, the five men were convicted and sentenced to hang. On January 14th, 1864, a large crowd gathered to witness the hanging in an unfinished log cabin... The men were being hung over the rafters with boxes under their feet that would be kicked out one by one. Mm. Even in the face of imminent death, Boone showed no fear. In fact, he demanded they give him a glass of whiskey. <laughs> and when oh. he <laughs> calm his nerves a little bit. And when he saw his friend Jack Gallagher was nervous, he said, "Stop making such a fuss." <laughs> You're Guys, about to hang an in asshole. an unfinished log cabin. <laughs> Now, when the confessions and prayers for the criminals were taking too long, Boone got annoyed and said, For God's sakes, if you're going to hang me, I want you to do it and get through with it. <laughs> Jack Gallagher was hanged before Boone, and Boone told the executioner to give him Jack's overcoat. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what does he got against Jack Gallagher? I always had my eye on that thing. <laughs> it's that, real nice. I want to die in that dust. It's got a nice hound's tooth <laughs> pattern. Let me, let me throw that over me. Oh, that's soft. Did he do it? No, it doesn't say. Maybe. Fuck. Probably not. Another one of the men to be hanged got tired of waiting and soon just jumped off the box himself. <laughs> Boone, <Self -sack. laughs> Boone said, There's one going to hell. <laughs> while watching the man struggling, flailing his legs while slowly dying, Boone said, Kick away, old fella. My turn next. He's I'll just... be in hell with you in a minute. <laughs> He's full of one-liners. He's good. Was he writing them in his cell beforehand or what? Oh, I don't. It doesn't say. I don't know. It was Boone's turn next, and he yelled out, Every man for his principles. Hurrah for Jeff Davis. Let her rip. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. He then jumped off his box before they could kick it out beneath him, and so ends the life of Levi Boone Helm, the Kentucky cannibal. All right, this guy might be my new favorite just because he's like, fuck it, I want to die already. He was a regular old badass cowboy. He's oh, my God. So he is a black hat. He's as black hat as it comes, man. No, Isn't that crazy? I love him. See, remember, I was telling you I found this guy, and I'm like, God, I wish there was more. So this could be like a whole episode yeah. on him, but it's just like just just enough to like get an idea of his life. But it ain't enough for a whole episode, sadly. But... We're presenting it here, and this guy is fucking insane. Man, I want to hear about his ties to the Confederacy and why he was so big on Jeff Davis. That's the only mention of the Confederacy was that. Fuck. That was the only mention of it in his whole story. That so really piqued my boner. <laughs> 
Okay, guys, serious question. If you're about to be hanged, would you get tired of waiting just jump? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be real scared. I've never been in that yeah. situation, so I can't give you an answer. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Uh, if Jordan gets hung before me, I'm definitely going to say, kick away, old fellow. My yeah. turn's next. Yeah. I'll be in hell with you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Just throw off those. When give we eventually his... get hanged all three together, one right after. I'm going to be like, give me his Adidas jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will tear that rope apart and murder you myself. <laughs> Now I'm going to the grave with this Adidas jacket. God it's damn right. it! It's Those right. Tripoloski are mine. This was twenty nine ninety nine at TJ Maxx. I ain't <laughs> Listen, it, it was twenty four ninety five at the outlet store. Oh, wow, even Adidas cheaper! Outlet. All right. Beautiful. Did it come with a gold chain or is that a separate? I still have purchase? to get one. <laughs> Why don't you have one already, though? I always forget to get one. <laughs> like honestly, you should have a chain at all times. He needs like a gold chain with like a the druid D on it. Oh, just big ass one to hang on his chest. No, I just want a nice, tasteful, small one that I can wear. That every is day. tasteful. That's I don't Chad know. on it. <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> Speaking of, there are a few things in this. Uh, I, I've got some updates got some on, on okay. Alpha Cody. So okay. we'll save oh, that right. for between. All right. Or at some point. We got an update on Alpha Cody. Excellent. I I always love the Alpha Cody update. He continues to Alpha you. Oh, does he know I'm alive? Yes. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, now he he knows you're operating. Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So we were riffing him about his trout talk. Oh, uh, no, he loved it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Alpha Cody. (laughs) I'm not, (laughs) goddammit. Shut up, Beta Cody. I'm tired of being Beta Cody. Shut up, Beta Cuck Cody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, after I explain to you... What happened this week? You're going to be like, God damn it. <laughs> Probably. Well, let's, let's hit a little more transition music, and then we'll uh, we'll see what's going on when we come back. Gentlemen, a couple more questions, and then we're just going to jump right into the uh, the third case Perfect. of our 50th episode, Bonanzarama. Mm. I got one question in person right before I left the house today. Oh. And uh, this, man ref- this man chooses to remain anonymous. He asks, <sighs> why does Mr. 120, a.k.a. Cody... Take on the identity of his mother, and why was Rick so weak to not stop it? I'm boycotting him. I'm done. I'm done with Max. I'm done with him. Maxo. That was from Maxo. Yeah, he he thinks he's an epic troll. And, Roommate uh, Max is uh, he's very funny. He he's funny. He's a funny guy. He's very funny. He uh, here I I always tell him I'm like. I'm the only one who supports your Twitch stream, and you're over here trying to rip me. I know. You know everything that happens in his Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. You know when I come in and interrupt it, and mm-hmm. you know all of that stuff. Because I'm trying to help him. I know. And he's an animal. Mm-hmm. He's a real animal. <laughs> and then one more. Uh, 
I just wanted to ask either of you, since this is a semi-artistic endeavor, if either of you have picked up anything else since we've started doing this. So, does it give an idea like what they're talking about? That's me. This oh. is my question. I'm like, uh, like uh, for example, reading more. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. Uh, definitely reading more. That's what I thought, too. I My process usually is I try to read uh, maybe an hour to a night. Something and that, like that. And you definitely didn't do that before the podcast, No, right? yeah. no. I read Reddit, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that that only gets you so far. Because eventually, that's just a cycle of people that want to be comedy writers, just mm, jerking each other off. Basically. And I fucking hate it. See, like, when I'm researching, I know I'd like to read, slowly read it, because I have, I wish I didn't, but sometimes if I read... For too long, I start falling asleep. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to be passing out at like eight o'clock every night. So I've dropped a bunch of books on my face that way. So mm-hmm. don't worry about that. <laughs> no, my I basically didn't even have a book collection, and now I have like shelves of them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just uh, like my Amazon wish list is full of books in there, and sometimes I'll just start buying a couple of them. I literally have like six of them in there that I've meant to turn in episodes. I haven't even read them yet. <laughs> but you have the books? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So they're there for the future. That uh, that Amazon wish list is like perfect for mm. uh, just like a remind me to buy this yeah. later yeah. list. It's perfect. Because I, I like say I'm having a, a brain fart. I can't think of what I want to do. I'll be scrolling through them like, ooh, this looks good. I'll put that in the wish list or this looks good. And then I can come back to that and be like, yep. ooh, I really wanted to do this. It's perfect. Amazon, I- Mr. Bezos, thank you so much. <laughs> Even though you're probably worse for the world than anything. Listen, uh- <laughs> just because he's a terrible human doesn't mean. <laughs> I just, I'd feel better if he treated his employees better. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make him, you know, the best I'd thing. I'd feel better if he didn't just completely hoard all of his wealth and yeah. would actually donate to charity. He's a dragon. He's a dragon. All right. <laughs> dragons hoard their wealth. Oh, speaking of dragons real quick. So I was, I watched this video and it was like supposed reptilians caught on camera. Please tell me there was a dragon. Uh, they think they are. All it is is, like, someone's face going out of focus on, like, a news camera. Like, this is definite proof that that is a shape-shifting reptilian. Cody, are you watching InfoWars again? No, are no, no. This is some doofus on the internet. Was it, like, a 240 yeah, video, Are you too? watching InfoWars again? No, I don't watch InfoWars. It was just some random dude, and I'm just like, uh, the camera's just going out of focus. I don't know why you think yeah. they're shape-shifting yeah. into a reptilian. Because he's causing it. <laughs> He's causing with his reptilian. He's causing characteristics. I, I, you know what? I, reptilians are so stupid. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's so, and especially what's his name who fell in love with? Uh, I don't. What was his name? Quetio. Oh, Quetio. Quetio. Yeah. yeah. He was the only nice reptilian with I've his, ever met. His he was scaly so nice. fish dick. <laughs> he was so nice. <laughs> his cold, scaly green penis. All he wanted was to love that girl. Yeah. So why why do they think crash. all the reptilians are taking over the world if he just wanted to find lovers? He just like the That's one That's an outlier, yeah. Yeah, he's like the anarchist of the reptilian world. He's like world. the he's like the Jordan of the reptilian yeah, world. Yeah. He's just looking the... for love in all the <laughs> wrong places. His favorite movies can't hardly wait. Sir. <laughs> That's a classic. Uh, that is a That is a classic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go directly into number 3. Cody, do you have it queued up already? I do. Ready to go. Fucking fire away, me boy. All right, our third and final story is Alfred Packer. Alfred Fudge Packer. 
<laughs> Alfred Packer's story has become more of legend as time progresses. His story is well over 150 years old, and according to him, his need for murder was most, mostly due to his need for survival. With high aspirations of becoming rich through prospecting gold, as many did in this time period, he found himself stranded during winter in the Colorado mountains, doing whatever it took to survive, and he earned the title of the Colorado Cannibal. Hell, so Kentucky, so got, Colorado. We're, we're covering the Kentucky and the uh, Colorado Cannibal. And he sounds all like right. a real mountain man, Aldo Reigns, to me. Uh, he's an idiot. All right. All right. <laughs> You'll find out soon. Okay. Alfred Grinner Packer was born November 21st, 1842. And as we will find out, Alfred may be a bit of a liar because he also claimed he was born on January 21st. <laughs> Don't know why. Of 1842? Yes. Maybe he just didn't know. <laughs> Daylight savings Hold on. time, man. That part, that's going to come off real quick here. When I was in kindergarten, I thought my birthday was June 16th. And I, like, <laughs> argued with my t- kindergarten teacher, and then okay. my mom had to tell me that my birthday was June 12th. <laughs> so Okay, I guess you're a real Alfred Packer, then. I'm the real grinner. <laughs> his parents' name were James and Esther. Some claimed his name was actually Alfred, but because of his own inability to spell, he spelled <laughs> it Alfred. <laughs> That's one case where not being able to spell actually works out in your favor. Alfred's you don't like you don't like name. Alfred? That's not a name. <laughs> Hold on now. Some claim Alfred <laughs> You can't even I say know. it. I know. Some claim Alfred had his name tattooed on his arm and the tattoo <laughs> artist misspelled it. <laughs> so one of those things he, his real name could have been Alfred. <laughs> But he goes by Alfred. Because of the misspelling, he's just worried about it. (laughs) As a young man, Alfred was known to suffer from epilepsy. In his teens, he worked as a shoemaker. When the Civil War broke out, he was quick to enlist in Minnesota to Company F, 16th U.S. Infantry Regiment. Wow! Which I believe was like the first Union-like regiment to actually go and do battle. I can't from Minnesota. That sounds great. Yeah, I think it was the first one that actually like got sent to battlefields or something. Well, I got bad news for you, Jordan. Due to his epilepsy, he would be given an honorable discharge. Too many cannons. The cannon. It's like the Pokemon episode, but (laughs) but with Civil War cannons. Just like it. Yeah. (laughs) But Alfred was determined. So he just moved to Iowa and enlisted again Hell in Company yeah. L, 8th Iowa Cavalry Regiment. Oh, he's a cavalryman now. Mm-hmm. All right. Not too long after, his epilepsy became a problem again, and he would be given a honorable discharge for a second time. <laughs> he was also caught rummaging through a dead soldier's pocket. He was able to do this because he worked for the ambulance crew. Hmm. Oof, that had to be a brutal job. Oof. A stinky job as Oof. well. Mm-hmm. Actually, you guys, do you guys follow that, um, like, it's like Morbid Antiques or something on Instagram? They basically, like, yeah. sell skulls and shit. The dude had, like, a, a, a Civil War bone saw. Oh, yeah. It was, Ooh, but yeah. it was, like, in mint condition. It was, I mean, it looked. I want that. Dis- it looks scary as shit because it had, like, an axe head on the end of it. But it was really neat. Yeah, sometimes he needs a little more force than the saw, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, think about you know what it. the you know what the most popular anesthetic was? Whiskey. Ether, right? Yeah, whiskey. Uh, I thought they had ether then. 
I'm sure they were lucky. Hopefully, <laughs> I bet they were praying for Ether as Probably. they were guzzling whiskey. Oh. Either way, after his military career was over, he moved on to other careers such as mining, trapping, guiding, and hunting. Kind of, he's got a little Jordan in him. Hell yeah. <laughs> Each time one of his new jobs ended, it was because of an epileptic episode. By 1872, Alfred had moved to Colorado to give mining another shot. What would cause him to quit this time was because of an accident involving a sledgehammer. <laughs> he must have smashed his hand somehow because he lost his left pinky and index fingers. Jesus. Oof, that hurts That's... too. A weird combo to lose. What Especially said. hoisting a sledgehammer. No, it's these two, right? Yeah. yeah. Pinky and index. Oh, yeah, that is the fucking... Is index the middle? No, index is number one, dummy. Yeah. Index That's the finger. pointer. That's the index That's your, slash yeah, pointer. Yeah, your pointer finger is your index finger. I don't know. That's what it said he lost. I don't know. Okay. So maybe yeah, he lost... his middle finger and his ring finger? I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Okay, right. I'll ask him. <laughs> Dig let's, his body let's get a summoning spell. <laughs> On the move, once again, he headed to Utah working as a miner for the third Yay, time. <laughs> While working here, rumors of someone striking gold in Colorado began to squirrel, and Alfred certainly did not want to miss out on his shot at wealth. Hell no. So within the mining camp, a group of men was forming to head back to Colorado, which in the end swelled up to 21 men. That's You, you don't want that, though. That's a big party. That's the problem. You tell one guy, <laughs> and then you tell everybody. Hey, I got a friend over here. Yeah. He's super interested in Colorado mining. He needs the warrior. He needs the black mage, the white mage, the archer, archer, all of it. He you needs need a all- bard. <laughs> he well, needs a whole party. Yes. <laughs> so Alfred told the men he would be their guide. <laughs> one of those in one of those in the party named Preston Nutter described Alfred as quote sulky, obstinate, and quarrelsome. He was a Petty thief willing to take things that did not belong to him, whether of any value or not. Either way, in November of 1873, Alfred and his party left from Utah, headed to Colorado in search of gold. As with Preston's description of Alfred, it's not a surprise that most of the other party members were not too fond of him either. A lot of them claimed he would just whine and get into arguments frequently. Uh, good, great guide. <laughs> Then there were his seizures, which seemed to intensify as they were traveling. <laughs> he once had a seizure that caused him to fall into the campfire and upended a pot of coffee that spilled onto his face. Fuck. <laughs> that had to hurt. Oof. He is a cartoon. <laughs> as winter progressed, the party found themselves becoming short on food. In desperation, they found themselves eating horse feed. Finally, in January, they had made it to the Ute Indian camp of Chief O'Ray near Monterose, Colorado. The Ute cared for the men, giving them food and shelter. Now, Chief O'Ray warned the men just stay put till spring and wait out the winter right. because it was far too treacherous to travel. Chief told them it was about 40 miles until the next Indian reservation. The chief was actually mistaken because it was about 75 miles. Ooh, that's a bit of a miss. <clears throat> Those are Indian miles. <laughs> I don't know Whoa. what's the difference. Calm but... down, Adam. <laughs> of course, a few of the men had to be tough boys and thought, 40 miles, that's nothing. Hey, shit. They weren't going to let everyone else get to the gold before them. Hell no. I got four-wheel drive on this horse. You can suck my dick. You think I'm going to wait till spring to get to the goddamn gold? 
<laughs> These men were named Alfred Packer, Shannon Bell, Frank Miller, George California Noon, James Humphrey, and Israel Swan. Alfred would later claim there was a party of men that took off before them, but there's no proof of this. Mm. So it's just these tough boys. Tough. Wearing shorts. (laughs) Now here's where the story gets weird. So these original six men would take off on their own, but would not reappear till much later. The men who had chose to stay behind would reach Los Pinos Indian Agency, but there was no sign of the first six who had taken off initially. <laughs> Until, on April 16th, 1874, Alfred Packer would reach camp, but he was alone. Upon first notice, he was awfully fit and well-fed for a man who had been stranded out <laughs> in the cold wilderness for two months. <laughs> Uh-oh. Upon first questioning, Alfred claimed the other five men had abandoned him, and he somehow managed to make his way to camp alone. He figured these fuckers would be here already. These guys should be here, man. Obviously, when he first reached camp, they offered him some much-needed nourishment, but Alfred claimed he wasn't hungry, which is a bit suspicious. (laughs) Not that hungry. (laughs) Lost in the mountains for two months. Not Not, that hungry, boy. I'm not peckish right now. (laughs) So they asked, what did you eat? He claimed to survive off rabbits and rosebuds. Wow. <laughs> Suspicions really began to arise when they noticed Alfred had the skinning knife that belonged to Frank Miller. They wouldn't arrest him, though, so Alfred, along with a few of the original party members, headed off to Sagwatch, Colorado. The original men he traveled with then took notice that Alfred had been spending a significant amount of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did Alfred come to acquire this newfound wealth? Alfred was then taken into questioning with General Adams of the Los Pinos Indian Agency. This is when Alfred gave them his first confession. He claimed that after just a few days into the expedition, a terrible winter storm put the party into trouble. Mm -hmm. Alfred said this caused Old Man Swan to perish, and he was swiftly eaten by the five other men. For five days after this, he said James Humphrey passed away and was eaten by the remaining four sure. men. <laughs> so far, this is, like, fine, though. This is just survival, right? Yeah. Right. Alfred took James's wallet containing $133. Shortly after this, Alfred was sent out to get wood for a fire. Upon his return, Frank Miller had been killed and was then eaten. Then Alfred said Bell shot California with Old Man Swan's gun and attempted to kill Alfred, but Alfred managed to shoot him first. Wow. Because Alfred's just too quick with the draw there. This is crazy, like, Old West fucking (laughs) mountain man shit. That's a very elaborate story for... A mountain man. We're gonna find out he has three different versions of the story here. This is Wonderful. Frank Miller, the Batman comic. Um, yeah, he he did he Sin did City three th- uh, Sin City three hundred, the like darker version of Batman sure. and Daredevil too. Yeah, hell yeah. So General Adams told Alfred to show him where all the men's bodies were to validate his story. So Alfred led out a party in search of the bodies, but soon claimed he couldn't remember because the snow had made it impossible to remember where they were camping. (laughs) The general wasn't believing this, and Alfred would be promptly arrested. (laughs) His jail cell was in a small building, more along the size of a log cabin. One night, the following August, someone had slipped Alfred a makeshift key he would use to unlock his irons and make an escape, vanishing completely. Wow. Hmm. Ironically, that same day he made his escape, 
they had finally located the bodies of the five men. They discovered that all five men were actually in the same camp, and they could tell they had all been murdered in their sleep. All the men's feet were bound in blankets with no shoes. One man was was missing his head entirely. (laughs) All of their valuables had been taken. They called upon Preston Nutter, who would positively identify that these were, in fact, the original five men, This is when they used deductive reasoning to find out the headless man was, in fact, Frank Miller. Now, after this, Alfred Alfred would remain at large for nine years. Jesus! Jesus! He fucks up, though. One day in Wyoming, a member of the original prospecting party named Jean Frenchy Cabazon encountered a man named John Schwartz. John German Schwartz. <laughs> Jean recognized that voice. It was certainly Alfred Packer. Jean contacted the local sheriff, who then contacted General Adams, and Alfred was once again in custody. Oh, sheriff. We have a uh, wanted man. Was he just, like, twirling his curled mustache? Being Smoking yeah. a cigarette in, not... like, a two-foot-long holder? <laughs> you are not John Schwartz, sir. never been John Schwartz, sir. This time, his confession was a bit different. This time, he said that when they left Chief O'Ray's camp, they had about a week's worth of food for each man. They traveled two or three days before the storm came in. Mm. They then came to a mountain, then crossed a gulch, Mm. and came to another mountain. Mm. The snow was very deep, so they decided to continue to follow alongside the mountain. By the fourth day, they only had about a pint of flour left. What does that mean? It just says a pint of flour. It means they had a pint of flour. I think you could probably, like, melt snow and mix it with flour and make, like, ghetto bread, I guess. Okay. I yeah, don't some know. kind of real shitty bread. <laughs> All right. Okay. And like, you like want some piss snow bread? Sustenance, num, num, num. I guess, yeah. <laughs> After ten days, they made it to the main, main range of the mountains. They were surviving off rosebuds and pine gum. I didn't even know what pine gum was. Mm. I assume maybe it's sap or something. I don't it's know. It's got to be, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they pulled off the bark and like the Ugh. sappy resin underneath. Ugh. They made their way over the mountain range and camped near a lake twice. The second time they cut a hole in the ice and attempted to fish, but had no luck. Ice fishing's hard, baby. Especially without a Vexlar camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Vexlar camera. I, I don't understand how a camp... Uh, a party in the 1800s didn't have a Vex kit and whatever you said. I don't get it. I don't yeah. know how they wouldn't have that. Alfred's clearly got the money to afford it. Of course. So, right? He stole it off everybody else. <laughs> the next day, they crossed the lake into a timber grove. Alfred claimed the men were all crying and one was angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Israel's all these pussies are fucking crying around me. Crying bitches. God damn it, we're mountain men. <laughs> Israel Swan then asked Alfred to go up and see if he could see anything from the top of the mountain. Alfred traveled for a day before he would return, and when he did, something was very wrong. (laughs) When he approached camp, he found Shannon Bell. Shannon was, quote, acting crazy, (laughs) sitting in front of the fire, roasting a piece of meat he had cut from Frank Miller. (laughs) All the men's bodies were sprawled out around the fire, Frank Miller's head had been crushed by a hatchet, and the others had cuts on their foreheads from the hatchet. Jesus. That somebody was angry, right? <laughs> right. And I think it was Alfred. I don't believe <laughs> No, him. it was Shannon. Yeah. I don't trust a man named Shannon. No. <laughs> 
This is when Shan had lunged at Alfred with his hatchet, but Alfred was too fast and shot him in the belly. Mm, gut shot. Alfred took his hatchet and smashed it into Shannon's head. Oh, it's, it's like vengeance. Like, you, you did this to off. all our friends. Now I'm going to put a hatchet in your head. I assume the one bullet wasn't enough to kill him, probably. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what it sounds like to me? <laughs> it sounds like he hatcheted a bunch of people in the head, and then he also hatcheted Shannon in the head. He was hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alfred claimed he just stayed by the fire, not sleeping until the following day. He was too shook up. Yeah where he made his way back up the mountain looking for some place to go. With nothing in sight, he returned to the pine timbers and fashioned a three-foot shelter he would stay in until he could make it out of the mountains. He then returned to the men's body, covered them up, and took the piece of meat Shannon had been cooking and ate it. Mm. He continued to live off the flesh of his fellow party members for about 60 days until he was able to make his way out of the mountains. Before finally embarking out of the mountain, Alfred took the money, which is about $70, and a gun from the men. He stocked up on human flesh and began his journey to Los Pinos. Alfred said the final day before reaching Los Pinos, he had eaten the remaining pieces of human flesh. How serendipitous. That is why he was not hungry. Right, uh, right. I think we already gathered that one. Yeah. I think I knew that when he walked in there originally. Yeah. What happened, Alfred? You're looking, you're looking toned and fit and everything. You're looking cut, man. <laughs> Alfred said he didn't want to lead the men in the search party to the bodies because he knew one of them had it out for him. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> he told General Adams that he had escaped custody using a penknife blade. Afterwards, he fled to Arkansas and worked for a man named John Gill. He planted a crop of corn, then sold it and moved to Arizona then finally drifting to Wyoming. His trial would begin on April 6, 1883 in the newly formed town of Lake City. He was only being tried for the murder of Israel Swan, though. Why? Was the judge presiding over it uh, (laughs) peppy? Because they're in Lake City. Lake City, my dude. Jordan, good one. Cody made a gun pointing to your head gesture, but I don't think so. I think that was good. It Uh just took me a second. I think uh, Pepe would have been better, but it was actually a man named... Don Rickles. (laughs) Close. Jerry Melville. What a Melvin. (laughs) Anyway, Alfred uh, would make a not guilty plea. Preston Nutter would be one of the lead witnesses and would give a detailed description of how all the bodies had been placed and the condition they were in when they discovered them. After this, it was time for Alfred Packer to take the stand. This is going to be good. (laughs) Over the following two hours, he told several glaring lies such as his age and several details about his military career. His multiple military careers. (laughs) He calls it a multiple military career. I can't even say it. Career. Alfred claimed that he wasn't actually born with epilepsy. He said he had acquired it after a walking guard duty. God. That's what he told him. That's all he told him. He's an idiot. I don't know. The most damning would be when he started to revert back to his initial confession, stating the only person that he had killed was Shannon Bell, and that was due to self-defense. Right, right, of <laughs> A bit course. bit too late to the, for that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. The only flesh he had eaten was from Shannon Bell and Frank Miller. It was the others that ate each other, not him. What the fuck? <laughs> He's, what the fuck? He said oh, Shannon God. killed them all. That's what he, and, and he now killed, he's saying... 
that Mem- the others were already eating each other before. Remember Shane the very first all. confession yeah. where he said they slowly ate each other, yeah, yeah. and then the second one he said he, Shannon killed him, and he came back killed Shannon. I don't know. This but is a new third confession. Well, it's kind of like a mixture of the first yeah, two. Yeah. He has a third one too. No okay. Okay. <laughs> When questioned about robbing the bodies, Alfred became very argumentative, which did not look good in his favor. On Friday the 13th of 1883, Alfred Packer was found guilty by the jury and sentenced to death. The popular story of how the judge read out his sentence reads as follows. Stand up, you voracious man-eating son of a bitch, and revive your sentence. (laughs) When you come to Hinsdale County, there was seven Democrats. But you, you had five of them. God damn you. I shouldn't have yet to be hanged without the nick until you're dead. Dead, dead, dead is a warning in reducing the Democratic population of this county. Packer, you Republican cannibal, I would sentence you to hell with the statutes for better. I wish I, I could want, be sentenced by this yeah, man. I want every judge to sentence like that. That was beautiful. Okay, this is what the judge actually said. It becomes my duty as the judge of this court to enforce the verdict of the jury rendered in you case and impose hmm. you the judgment which the law fixes as the punishment of the crime you have committed. It is solemn, painful duty to perform. You and your victims had a weary march, and when the shadow of the mountains fell upon your little party and night drew her sable curtain around (laughs) you, your unsuspecting victims lay down on the ground and were soon lost in the sleep of the weary. Mm. And when thus sweetly unconscious of danger from any (laughs) quarter, and particularly from you, their trusted companion, you cruelly and brutally slew them all. He's a very well-spoken judge. Bas- uh, I like the first one better. Yeah. Um, basically, because obviously this is a big deal in the news. So I think basically what they're saying is one newspaper reported the judge said that, and the other one reported this. Sure. Um, now, a couple of years later, he would be granted a new trial. Why? Well, because at the time of the crimes, Colorado was still a territory, and when it became a state, he needed to be retried. Federally. Mm-hmm. Mm. This time, he was sentenced to five counts of voluntary manslaughter and sentenced to 40 years. Nice. I mean, that's basically a life sentence. Yeah. 40, oh, year, yeah. 40 years is life expectancy yeah. at this time. <laughs> You're 41 years old? God damn, you didn't <laughs> kick the bucket yet? You're the president now, motherfucker. <laughs> Alfred always would proclaim his innocence and demanded a pardon. In August 7th, 1897, he wrote a letter to the Denver Post with a slightly different version of the events that had transpired during that fateful trip. It was a lot of the same. Bell went insane, killed the man, and Alfred killed him in self-defense and fed off the human flesh to survive. Also, he didn't escape custody the first time. Oh. The sheriff just let him out, and Alfred just assumed he was being set free, seeing as he was an innocent man and all. Yeah, at midnight, they usually are like, come in with a pen You're knife. You're free, and go like, ahead. Get on, boy. This portion of the letter Alfred wrote really seems to change people's view of the Colorado cannibal. Am I the villainous wretch which some have asserted me to be? No man can be more heartily sorry for the acts of 24 years ago than I am. I am more a victim of circumstances than of atrocious designs. No human being living can say that I, in cold blood, with evil intent, murdered my companions upon that awful occasion. What could be the object of me taking their lives in a wanton manner? 
I bear no malice towards living man. Even though I may feel that I have been unjustly dealt with, still that supremacy which rules over all knows that I forgive as I would wish to be forgiven. Hell yeah. <laughs> he ended his letter saying, Were it not for the flame of hope which burns forever in the human heart, life would certainly be beyond endurance. Gratefully yours, Alfred Packer. <laughs> I thought this guy was an idiot. I Apparently he can write good. Well, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> This is all important because it got the attention of someone who knew him in Wyoming named Dwayne Hatch. Dwayne Hatch. <laughs> Dwayne then went to visit Alfred in jail and noticed this was not the bloodthirsty savage described in many newspapers. In fact, Alfred would braid horsehair into belts and watch fobs to sell to those who visited him in jail. With the money, he would buy clothes for prisoners who were about to be paroled and give them money for rent once they got out, never expecting to be paid back. Jesus! One guard said Alfred was, quote, the soul of generosity. Jesus, man, this guy yeah. seems awesome. <laughs> Jordan, would you make us some horsehair belts, please? When you go to prison? <laughs> well, I'm going to have to learn how to braid. <laughs> You'll have time. Yeah, you'll have plenty of it. True. So Dwayne hired the best lawyer money could buy for Alfred and asked every customer who came into his barbershop to sign a petition for his freedom. The ball began rolling, and a member of the Denver Post named Polly Pry really began to spread the word to get Alfred out of jail. Finally, before leaving office in 1901, the governor would parole Alfred Packer. Once free, Alfred would work as a guard for the Denver Post, then decided to go back to mining. In the final years of his life, while living in Littleton, Alfred was known to share stories of the Old West with the young children. <laughs> Where he was a fucking monster? <laughs> they don't know that. No. On April 24th, 1907, he finally passed away due to a stroke and was given a military funeral. His grave reads, Alfred Packer, COF-16 U.S. Infantry. On July 17th, 1989, a Mr. James Stars exhumed the bodies of the five men and claimed that Alfred was, quote, guilty of sin and his sins were all mortal. Hell yes. <laughs> In 1994, David Bailey took a look at the bodies and discovered that Shannon Bell did in fact have a gunshot in his pelvis and proceeded to test the bullet fragments that actually did match the gun Alfred claimed to have shot him with. Perhaps Alfred was telling the truth all along, but we'll never know. Here's what I know. Huh? He shot the man in the gut and then <laughs> stabbed his head with a hatchet. Just like he stabbed all the other men in the head with a hatchet. Yeah. I think he would have bludgeoned his head yeah, with yeah, a hatchet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't do stabbing. <laughs> See, I, I was going to go more of a split his head with a hatchet. Yeah. So, split Jordan, what do, you, do, you, do you think he is a psychotic killer, or do you think he was just, he, need, he did it to survive? Saint or sinner, Jordan, which one? The final verdict well, rests with you. We're all human, so we're all sinners. To err oh. is human. Muhammad Ali. Mm, perfect. Gotta end with a beautiful quote there. Always. <laughs> Cody, my God, 50 episodes in the cock, in the can. Here's the 50 more, right? Here's the f at least 25 more. I'm not going to... First 50 were rough. I agree. But, uh, yeah, let's go 50 more. Jordan, what do you think? 50 episodes? Uh, well, I haven't been on for all 50, but... That doesn't matter. The chunk of it I've been on, it, it's been a blast. Perfect. It's been fun. 
We're Me gonna too. keep going. Keep oh. going until we can't oh, do it no man, more. Man, I thought we were hanging it up right now. Oh. Can't oh, that's the big. That's the big surprise, everyone. We're quitting. Yeah. We'll see you All later. Right. Bye. Fifty and out. <laughs> no, guys, thank you. We're gonna keep doing this forever. As long as you like us, we'll like you. That's mm. all that I know. Totally agree. That's not like a catchy saying <laughs> or endearing at all, but uh, it, I like them and they the like us. It gets the job done. Yeah. gets the job done. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. Uh, that's It's not time for that yet. Listen up, guys. Hmm. If you really like the Bumblebutt podcast and want us to keep going for 50 more or not, text yes or no to bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Please. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> No subject line required. Just type yes or no and send. We'll tally up the votes and we'll decide from there. Uh, as always, before <laughs> we get out of here, you can follow us on Twitter at BumblebuttPod and on Facebook and Instagram at BumblebuttPodcast. Instagram being, of course, our main focus. We also have personal Instagrams. Mine is at BumbleAdam. Jordan's is at j.j.fox. Mm. And Cody's is BumblebuttPodcast. Right. Cody, I want you to do something for me real quick, pal. What's that? Open up an internet browser on your old laptop. Got it. Now search Carol Edward Cole. Now tell me what pops up on images on the second row. Well, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's us. And we wow. And we could thank Chrissy for that one, definitely. She oh, she-, she messaged me and said you should uh you should be the one to show this to Cody, but I was like <laughs> Well, I got to do that on the podcast. And then last week we had personal issues mm. that resulted in terrible, terrible, dire consequences. <laughs> so I've been sitting on this for a week. Thank That's goodness. Cool. Thank That's goodness. Cool. Around. Yeah. Honestly, this this guy, I thought this was like a, a golden story that I just happened to stumble upon because like he's insane and like nobody ever covers him. Now everyone's covering him, mm. aren't they? Row two, Bumblebutt podcast. We're God covering damn it. Right. That's right, bitches. <laughs> God, that's nice. All right, yeah. Thank you, Chrissy. Again, that's awesome. Uh, boy, we have no iTunes reviews again this week. Even though it's our fiftieth episode, I was hoping people would <laughs> I know. shower yeah. us with iTunes reviews. You know what? Maybe because we slaved away for well over two hours putting this one together, you mm. can go ahead and hook us up with a iTunes review, so then we can be happy, boys. Yeah. Not to guilt you into it, but I'm really like out of breath. Because we've been doing this for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for me on this glorious 50th anniversary mm. episode. I have been Adam. Uh, uh, sitting across from me has been Cody. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Adam. And Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, for the 50th time in a row, mm. 50 weeks straight, who's been with you? It's been us. Mm. And what do we always say? We say, have a nice weekend. Unless it's Tuesday. I'll see you guys next time. You're all the best. (laughs) 